there. Before we start today's episode, we wanted to alert you to our new product of the week. Pow! Pow! Uh, we have started Walt Place, W-O-L-T Place. Uh, Walt Place is a support group for women based on Facebook. And you can find out more about it uh, if you head over to weonlylookthin.com. Click on the link at the top of the page that says join our support group. We've got uh, lots more information there. Yeah, so join us if you want friendship, fellowship, and what what's another F that they could get? Fun. Fun. Yay. So, uh, so yeah, find out more. And here, uh, here now goes Now it's time our... to start the show. Now it's time to start the show. Pow. And welcome to an Oscar-worthy performance of <laughs> We Only Look Thin. I am Katherine Weigel, and I have lost 150 pounds. And with me today in his breakout performance as a man who has lost 100 pounds is... Donald Weigel. <laughs> and I am acting. Genius. <laughs> yes, acting genius. It's kind of like that uh, John Lovitz character. Thank you. Thank you, acting man, genius. We, we love old-timey Saturday Night Live. <laughs> we don't know who's on today. Don't ask us. I know. I haven't watched it in years, but man, I used to watch it every week. Speaking of the 80s, uh, we're, we're back in the 80s. We're going We the are 80s. back in the 80s, um, just barely. The movie was in 1989. We're going to discuss My Left Foot. My Left Foot. Not Don's Left Foot, My Left Foot. I'm ironically looking at Don's we're Left Foot. We're actually going to talk about a movie that I've seen. Have you seen it? I don't think so. Oh, yeah. I may, I may have, but I don't know. Uh, the focus of this episode is My Left Foot. We're going to not tell you what that means exactly, but- uh, It's coming. Daniel Day-Lewis was in a movie, 1989. Uh, We'll talk about it more in a bit. We will, but first we're going to start with a tip of the week. Tip of the week. Tow, everybody. Uh, And then we're going to get on to the the foot part. You know what? We better explain this episode to your sister before we talk about it because Uh, she hates feet. She doesn't even like that she has them herself. Uh, But Melissa, this episode might not be for you. Warning if you don't like feet. I wonder what that's about, like thinking about it, because I hate so many kinds of footwear like what oh, is he's it about, very opinionated what is it about our upbringing that uh that you know i'm so particular about people's shoes he's it very particular about not shoes. that i'm like some fashion plate either but i i took pictures of your sister's uh babies when they were uh, when they were little cute little pictures of toesies the babies when they were little <laughs> as opposed to the babies when they were big <laughs> okay everybody calm down no but i like i took little close-ups of like their little you know, yeah, yeah, this little yeah. piggy went to market, and your sister was like, "What fresh hell is this? Yeah, I don't want exactly. feet pictures." I was like, but they're so tiny and cute. I think to satisfy uh, the Apple police, we should say, "What fresh heck is this?" Oh, sorry, what fresh heck? We're a clean family, loving show. So yeah. sorry about that, little kids. If uh, if you uh, you just heard a word that you don't know what it means, I might have to cut afraid. it out anyway. Okay, we'll just cut it out. We'll, we'll cut it all out. Cut it. Say, say, what fresh heck is this? What fresh heck is this? Okay, good. I'll cut that in. <laughs> okay, should I do it? What fresh heck is this? Like, do it five different ways? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll do it in post. We'll figure it out. We'll anyway, out tip of the week tip to you. Tip of the week to you. Uh, we've lost half the listening audience mm. at this point. Um, so this is a little bit of an unusual tip, um, and uh, it's perhaps not exactly a tip even, but... I recently um, read a Stephen King uh, novella uh, called Elevation, and when I went into it, I had no idea, but the story is sort of, I don't even know if it's accidentally is the right word, but it is a, it is a lot about a, being on the scale obsessively, it is a lot about avoiding the scale obsessively, and it is a lot about the number that is on the scale meaning something. And if you're somebody who who doesn't even want to know the plot of this story for fear of spoilers, maybe, it doesn't matter. maybe skip ahead a little bit. I'm not going to spoil anything, but I am going to talk about the plot of it. So essentially, the, the basic story is this, this man who had been gaining a bunch of weight as he got older into his 40s. Um, 
Did was he it? get diabetes? And was he married <laughs> to a very pretty lady? Um, or is this about you, Donald? Or no. Are you pretending it's a no? Th- this this uh, novella, by the way, was published in October of last year, um, so it's pretty new. Um, and it it's not horror at all, by the way. I know you hear Stephen King, and a lot of times you hear horror, um, but there is some maybe supernatural uh, sort of fantasy elements to it. But um, and he had gained a bunch of weight and was avoiding the scale Who like does that? a lot. Who does that? Yeah, and then. Um, he just started feeling lighter and decided to eventually get on the scale and was he looked outwardly exactly the same but was losing weight and his body did not change his outward appearance didn't change at all but but nearly every time he stepped on the scale he was down more weight um and the story is um it's hopeful and and sad, and um, it is really largely about both those things: scale avoidance and scale obsession. And it's about you know what do you do if the scale says you're losing weight, but the world around you is still reacting to you. Like many many people still refer to him, you know, his front porch, like his belly Thanks. hanging over his uh his uh his belt and still treat him and are very mean to him in terms of him, but he keeps feeling lighter and lighter um uh, you know in his life. And um it it really speaks to me about how the scale is just this arbitrary number. Um, you know, it just measures what we've decided weight should be. And really, perhaps what I'm getting at, and I'm getting a little deep What's and philosophical. What's the tip of the week? <laughs> um, you know, focus a little less on the number that's on the scale and focus a little more about how you feel and how, that's a big one. And how you know, you think about yourself. and. I think that the, you know, without spoiling the story, I think the story talks a lot about that. And I don't know if Stephen King meant it to be a story about, I mean, it's obviously a story about weight loss, but I don't know if he meant it to be a story about that, but that's the way I took it. And I think it's worth checking out. It's it's pretty short, um, 144 pages. I actually listened to the audiobook, which he reads himself. Uh, it's only about four hours long. Um, and really, I guess the tip here is, you know, focus more about how you feel than what the scale actually says. Well, and I think, too, it's funny. Uh, Donald is wearing a, a Mars shirt, not the Mars bar, but the Mars planet. If yes. you've heard of it, it's one of our planets, one of our favorite planets. Uh, we went to the planetarium and they have... Uh, these scales for each planet like what would you weigh on the moon what would you weigh on neptune what would you weigh on mars and i would never weigh myself on earth in front of other people at the planetarium but the one you know whatever planet it was i don't do research but (laughs) and when it's like oh you're one-tenth the weight that you are here on this planet i was like well it must be nice to live on pluto like boy if i only lived on pluto then my weight would be fine and it's like yeah, your yeah. Bo- your body would still be exactly the same no matter what but seeing effect that gravity actually had on you. But yeah, it's it a lot of it is psychological. Like and I'm I'm even now after all this time still coming to grips with with, you know, what difference does the number on the scale make at a certain point? Like I've been hovering you know, I've been going up and down for the last year and a half within about a five, six pound range and you know even now, after all of this, you know, when I'm at towards the top of that range, I it makes me upset. And when I get towards the bottom of that range, I get happier. And it's this real sort of I'm just working on this realization now of trying to just, OK, this is just it. Like, it doesn't really matter. Like, if I'm at the top of the range or the bottom of the range, if I still feel really good, you know, it doesn't, that five pounds doesn't really make that much of a difference. Well, and also because so much of it is mindset in the direction that you're going in, like you've been hitting your calorie deficit, you've been hitting your steps, you're doing all of the actions to make you feel good. And you've been saying like, wow, I feel really great. Like, I feel like I'm in really good shape. And if other people don't notice that, or if other people don't, like you're working on a new job and they don't know that you only look thin and you're not getting the accolades, like yeah. 
really how you feel, how mobile you are, how you're sticking to your goals. Like, yeah, I all started of that a matters. new job recently and I haven't come out about my weight, as, <laughs> as Rebecca would say, uh, uh, to anybody there. So it's, uh, it's interesting. But uh, anyway, so focus on what you can control. Focus on your actions and uh, the number on the scale, whether you're on the fine planet of Mars or Earth, as we like to call it, uh, just focus on what you can control. So that is our tip. of the. I think that was a tip of the week. That was a tip of the week. Tao. Tao. Tip of the week to you. Tip of the week to you. And that sort of ties in saying tip of the week to you, like sort of ties into the fact that uh, we're talking about my left foot. How do you? How? Because the gentleman that Daniel Day-Lewis portrayed in the movie was Irish. Oh. <laughs> Chris, Christy Brown. Wow. You know, I this is so so terrible. Speaking of the 80s, um, I was at Target the other day, and I was buying something, and a guy behind me was buying, like, 40 bars of Irish Spring soap, which I didn't even know was still a thing. Like, <laughs> do you remember those awful commercials? They where used they, to slice into it, they, and you could see the stripes it, it all the way all through. Green, yeah. And then, but the, like, some for some reason, like, it would spray water out. Like, the, the bar oh, that... would spray water, and it was... Maybe I don't really remember cult- that one. Some cultural appropriation of uh, of the five fine people of Ireland, but it was very odd to see. Like, what is he doing with all the soap? I want to know. We're going to get to the bottom of uh, it. Apparently, Catherine hates cleanliness. <laughs> That's what we've learned. No, but he said tip of the week. So what? Uh, so my left foot. Who? What was it about? <laughs> uh, it was about a a gentleman named, and my my memory's a little hazy on it. I had to Google a little bit about it just before we did this. But uh, uh, Daniel Day Lewis plays a guy, and I guess there was a book too, um, uh, named Christy Brown, who was born with cerebral palsy. He was born into a very poor family, and he not only managed to overcome, you know, growing up in a dirt poor family, but managed to overcome the fact that he couldn't really use either of his arms or his right leg. He only had his left foot to work with, and he became a famous painter and author. Um, And so I have all of the use of all of my limbs and have not managed to become a famous painter (laughs) or author (laughs) thus far. Way to go, Donald. (laughs) So... Um, my left foot. This this episode is really about my, like literally my left. This foot. This is actually about Catherine's left foot. <laughs> <laughs> That's where this whole thing we're we're circling it back around. We are. I we keep trying to come up with episode titles, and um, so here we go. So we have talked um, sort of about mindset and using the resources that you have. And a few episodes ago, I don't remember what episode it is. We have so many great ones, but we talked- So many great ones. We talked about uh, like winter is coming was one episode, like right. planning for things that you can't uh, you can't imagine. Um, you know, the best time to plan for, uh, for hard times is now when things are, are going well. So- my left foot. Here we it even had a, I believe we had a tip of the week not that yeah! long ago about planning for injury. Planning for injury. Here it comes. <laughs> did you do it? Uh, I did, actually. Okay, good. So uh, on Thursday, uh, is very dramatic. Here, here it comes. I was- It's w- Sunday as we record it's this, Sunday. by the way. On Thursday, I was walking to the kitchen and suddenly I felt like there were daggers stabbing my left foot. My left foot. Oh, man. Um, I left my dagger collection out <laughs> in the middle of the carpet again. Um, it was as though I suddenly had stepped on a very sharp Lego. And uh, it's happened before, actually. Like, I, oh, I just, I moved my foot a weird way. Yeah. Who knows? So it's happened before. I didn't pay it much attention. Uh, kept going. Turns out. All the day long, it was getting worse, and then I couldn't stand on my left foot very well. And then I thought, okay, I'll, I'll just ice it, and it'll be fine. And then, so the next day came, and it was still kind of hurting, and, you know, but I, I was wearing my sneakers as long as I kind of tilted my foot in a different way and didn't yeah. step on that part of my foot. None it was of this okay. sounds good. Um, so day three comes along, and, uh, I, well, I did a little bit of... Uh, web MDing research about my left foot and thought I might know what it was. I got a little bit defeated and uh, went down a spiral of, uh, well, I guess I just have a right foot now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Diagnosis <laughs> negative. Negative. Um, Dr. Web MD. So, so on, uh, on 
Saturday morning, we were going to go on a walk, and it still hurt. We actually started out on the walk. We started out on the walk. Because that's what we do. It's all we do. And you can't stop us. You can't you, reason you, with, you, oh, wait, you apparently can, you can stop us. You can us. stop yeah. us. Um, so I put on my shoe. I was like, oh, you know what? As long as I like bias my foot the other way and compensate, I'll be okay. And we got about 700 feet like steps from the house yeah. and I was in so much pain that I almost started crying and I felt like a failure. I felt like a weight loss imposter. I felt like I was letting Donald down. Uh, so luckily I had listened to Roger, the personal trainer and I slung Catherine over my shoulders like a refrigerator, and, like a refrigerator <laughs> and ran her back home. Oh my God. <laughs> Being picked up is my worst nightmare. Like, don't pick me up, please. For those who don't do know that. what I'm talking about with Roger, there's another episode uh, uh, about Roger, the personal trainer, who insisted that fitness had to involve lifting refrigerators and running miles people. for medicine. Yeah. yeah, running miles for medicine. So uh, anyway, Saturday, uh, crying on a street corner, I decided to walk back home because I was in too much pain. And I decided that I needed uh, to just go home and wallow in self-pity. But then I remembered... How inspiring we are and what we tell other people to do. So inspiring. So inspiring. Um, I was feeling a lot of self-pity. And then I decided, because we've been working on this for years, yeah. that I needed to focus on what I could control, not what I could not control. My left foot uh, really hurts. Um, I went to the doctor and found out that I, I believe it is uh, something called Morton's neuroma. And um, I need to see a podiatrist this week. Yep. But instead of feeling sorry for myself and sitting on the couch, I looked at my right foot that was lonely and sad and, and neglected. And I said, thank you, right foot, for working right now. And I thought to myself, what can I control? What can I do right now? And this episode is about focusing again on what you can do and diversifying uh, your your resources, not yeah. focusing on what you can't do. Uh, and this is a real life happening now example. Um, so I uh, came home, felt sorry for myself for a couple minutes, and then thought to myself, you know what? I've been doing the Blogilates Summer Sculpt Challenge oh, for the yeah, last month and a half. You have. And you know what I can do? I can work on my arms today. I can do the 30-minute workout video. I can modify all the moves on my knees, just like I tell the fine listeners of the We Only Look Thin podcast. Yeah. And so yesterday I uh, I did the Blogilates uh, arm workout, and I felt really satisfied with myself. Yeah. I focused on what I could control. I g gave my foot a rest, and, uh, and I also got yoked in the process. <laughs> <laughs> She's so ripped. In one day. But... And we, we talk about this, you know, when times are good, we can... We can podcast about like, oh, okay, everybody, just focus on the positive, like no stinking thinking. But when you're actually in it, and yeah, so much, it's so really hard. I mean, and and the me of several years ago, my instincts were always just, well, I can't do this one thing. I like, I guess I should give up and do nothing. And it's so easy, even as an inspiring weight loss uh, mogul. To, to feel self-pity and in the moment when a crisis occurs in your life, whether it's a family situation, a job loss, um, a death in the family, um, a best friend moves away. Like there are so yeah. many ways that we get derailed from living our best or most normal life. And so we want to talk again today about all the different parts of our lives that can be affected by a big left foot. And, and <laughs> a moderately sized left foot. Is the problem that the left foot is too big? No, it's right sized. Oh, okay. It's right sized. But we can feel sorry for ourselves or we can feel overwhelmed in the moment when something in our life is derailed. And it, we want to re-impress upon you the importance of diversity in your life. Not putting all of your proverbial left feet in one basket. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> that was really gross. All right, okay. You know, I came up with a new term. Putting all your eggs in one basket. Oh, Don't put them all in one basket. Yeah, because if you did that and you fell, they would all break. So if you put them in different baskets, maybe only half of them would break. Is that what that analogy actually is? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, you put all your eggs in one basket. If you drop that basket, then all your eggs break. Oh, I didn't know what that was. <laughs> <laughs> Why 
not learning things. I'm I myth I'm busting. Dishing out knowledge here. What I other know. things do you know that I don't know? I don't tell know. Tell me. Tell uh, they me could, now. They could fill books with things you don't know. They could. So <laughs> they have filled books with things I don't know. So before we get into the bigger picture of diversifying your uh, many aspects of your life, um, I want to state sort of my my current situation and how it is affecting uh, my my goals and my life. So my left foot hurts. I cannot really walk on it very well. I have to wear uh, shoes a certain way. I have to walk at a much slower pace than I'm used to. I mean, and walking is is your primary exercise. That's my, my primary exercise. Mine too. Like if I couldn't do it, I would be fairly heartbroken about it. And, I have uh, to admit. And I, I'm still pretty heartbroken about it. I know I'm uh, yucking it up, talking about feet and baskets, but um, it's... <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, my God. You didn't have to bring it up twice. <laughs> Replace it with eggs. I'll just say eggs a few times a okay. few different ways. Eggs, Sounds good. Eggs. I'll edit eggs. the audio later. Um, but here is the, the truth about my foot situation. I cannot walk, but what I can do is modified exercises on my abs my arms, my core, like I can focus on other parts of my body. You could probably also go swimming if you wanted to. I could go swimming. I could ride a recumbent bike. There are so many parts, you know, just because 5% of my body is not working right now, I have other parts that I can control. Yeah, I mean, and you know, if you have a, depending on the nature of your injury, and if you have a gym membership, you could possibly even do like a rowing machine or um, or like an elliptical, maybe even, even with a foot injury. Yeah, um, you can go uh, swimming, do water aerobics. We have a pool, so I uh, I might actually dip in the pool a little bit later. It's going to be in the 90s today. You know, and it's not aerobic, but maybe try out some weightlifting, you know, a little bit of that just to, you know, I, keep a base coat of fitness a on. Base coat of fitness. <laughs> but but here is the, the raw fact of it. And I look thin, but if I don't move as much, if I don't burn as many calories, sad news, I... I need to eat fewer calories. Oh, boy. If I am not getting 17,000 steps a day, yesterday I think I got like 3,000. If I keep eating... I got less steps. I got fewer steps by proxy yesterday also yeah. because we didn't go sympathy on our walk steps. together. He, sympathy not steps. He started limping just because I was limping. Oh, my goodness. It's terrible. Um, But the the cold hard fact is if I am not burning as many calories... I cannot eat as many calories. If I keep eating commensurate with how much I was moving before the injury, yeah. I will start gaining weight. Like, And yesterday, coming to the realization that fewer steps equals fewer calories, it, uh, it... It's sad, sad science. It's science. But I luckily, I've been working on this long enough to go, okay, you know what? I'm going to have to eat less. Like, I cannot indulge like I would if I was burning as many calories as I was. So keeping that in in mind, dear listener, that um, I still am subject to the laws of science and calorie burn. But really, our, our big point here is that um, it's important to diversify, to not put all of your eggs in some bizarre foot basket. <laughs> you know, when you say it, it sounds really bad. So, uh, so uh, Catherine, I believe, has some Fs she wants to discuss with you. I do. So thinking about your entire life, uh, I have many Fs to give you right now. <laughs> so in... There are so many parts of our lives where we have, you know, all of our hopes and dreams in one place, whether it's uh, fitness, food, family, friendship, femur for some reason. I couldn't think – if you can think of any other uh, healthy F word. Footbone? Footbone. But then in work, we – you know, there – if you have a job and you – Put, I got an F for work. I got it's an not, F. It's not suitable for all audiences, though. No, but there are so many parts of our lives. Um, if you have a job and you lose your job and your job is everything to you, if you don't have any other parts of your life that you're investing in and yeah. you lose your job, suddenly your whole world implodes. Um, Gretchen Rubin, actually, she's got 40 million episodes. Go listen to one of them. Our good friend, Gretchy. Our Gretchy. good friend, Gretchy. Um, her, on her 
podcast called Happier, she talks about diversifying your life because the more diverse interests you have, the more diverse relationships you have, the less of an impact there is when one of them starts to falter. A lot of it happens to a lot of parents too, you know, the empty nest syndrome that, you know, parents put all their lives into their kids and then their kids move out on their own and they they just don't know what to do with themselves. They suffer, you know, terrible depression and, and feel lost without their kids. And look, I, I haven't experienced that yet. Um, our kid is very, very much still in the nest. Um, but, uh, you know, trying to develop some interests and really take care of yourself while you're still taking care of your kids, I think may help to prevent that. So um, I'm going to go down the list of Fs. Okay, I'm ready for it. So uh, fitness. Imagine if you you have your favorite uh, class at the gym or your favorite trainer or your favorite machine, and one of them goes away, the gym closes, your trainer leaves, or you get to the gym and uh, somebody else is using your favorite machine. Yeah. There is a big instinct to go, well, what am I going to do now? Like, oh, now I can't I do anything. I may as well just do nothing. I might as well do nothing. What am I going to do? Get used to coming up with a menu list of options of things that you can do so that not all of your hopes and dreams are resting upon that one machine, that one gym, that one place. You can't afford the gym. What can you do? Can you get a rebounder? Can you walk at the mall? Can you swim at the community pool? Be an advocate for yourself and not a victim of a change of circumstance. If your favorite trainer leaves, come up with other resources. Yeah. Um, it's so important to be a champion of your choices. If and you can't exercise your upper body, can you exercise your lower body? If that you comes in with do femur. your lower body, do your upper body. We're going to talk about that at the femur. We're just talking about fitness right now. I'm jumping ahead. Yes. Spoiler alert. Don't do it. Uh, so food. My favorite. They, are, they stopped selling my favorite ice cream at the grocery store. What? That's an outrage. Now I can't. I'm just going to eat whatever now because now that ice cream is gone. Donald has a theory that any yeah, food that he likes. Anything that I like, any new product that a store starts having or like the week I try it, the following week is when the store decides to stop carrying and it. And he's vegetarian. So uh, say there was like Smart Life or Light Life or something like that. Had a delicious low calorie vegan hot dog. And get, what did they start doing with it? Uh, they they started, stopped selling it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gardenberger used to sell the best vegetarian hot dog I've ever had, and they haven't sold it in years now. But there was a time... Shortly after I discovered it, they quit making it. There was a time at which Donald thought that the food industry actually was like uh, conspiring against him. I to think the grocery stores use my club card, and anytime it's scanned, and they're like, oh, it's a new product, we've got to stop carrying that. So Donald only carries cash right now. He's living off the grid. <laughs> he doesn't want the stores to know what hot dogs he prefers or what, right. what mustards they stop selling. Yeah, like exactly. it, uh, it all conspires against him. But the world isn't as he gets you. No, it's big, not actually. Big mustard is not out to ruin your condiment life. Uh, so come on. I would never say anything bad about big mustard. <laughs> no, he likes mustard. But if they or st- big pickle. If they stop selling a product, find other products that you enjoy. Um at restaurants, I went to a restaurant the other day. There was a salad that was on the menu that I knew the calorie count for. Stopped selling it. Yeah, I'm I- still mourning a particular sandwich at a particular restaurant that they stopped uh, making. But don't put all of your happiness into one salad bowl. Uh, di- like I decided on a different salad. Wow, was, I really like that. Don't put was, all your happiness into one salad well, bowl. I tried to not have feet buckets. Anyway. Oh, <laughs> you did it again. I can't stop myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> just bleep it out. Yeah. Um, put a, put one of those slide whistle sounds over and <laughs> boo. There is actually a podcast that does that, and it makes me want to punch everyone on the podcast. Okay, I'm not doing it then. Um if if something you know if your res- if the restaurant changes the the menus if they stop carrying the product come up with other things that you like like don't just suddenly throw all your habits out the window just because they stop selling uh the 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 hot dog donald talked about the family the empty nest situation uh, and and not to go on a on you know talk to us in 5 years when we actually have an empty <laughs> nest and we'll see how much i'm crying but our 
jobs. Yeah. Oh, wait, you want to say something? No, I was just saying, you know, I just told you recently about the fantasy I have, like, like somebody we know was complaining about empty nest syndrome. And I have this fantasy of like, of watching our daughter drive away and, you know, her car's all packed. And then we just come inside and don't stop drinking for a week. We just drop, there's balloons, there's there's confetti. Yeah, we have a dance party. Yeah. Just the two of us. A a right-footed dance party. Yeah, just just the right foot. But, um, and there's there's a podcast called Beyond Burnout that actually talks about empty nest syndrome in particular. Uh, they, they have an episode on that, but like in terms of family, if someone, a family member moves to another state with empty nest syndrome in particular, your job as a parent is to get the child out of the house. Like that's the job. Yeah. And, to turn that person into an independent functioning adult. And if you want a 55 year old child living in your house in the basement, uh, if, if that's what you'd prefer, that's awesome and great for you. But like the job is to grow a human into an independent and uh, self-aware uh, entity outside of yourself and investing in yourself while you're investing in your child, investing in your health, investing in your relationships, investing in your community matters because once uh, that little kid is out of the house, there's more life to live. There's parties to have. Well, and years and years ago, um, before we were even remotely going down this particular weight loss path, um, Catherine uh, moved to California to be with me and moved in with me and then uh, soon after discovered that I work a lot of hours. And, you know, I don't want to tell your story for you, but, you know, you were very upset that you were in... You were all alone for all these hours, and then what happened? Uh, I ate food and cried. (laughs) No, but like... No, what... How did it get better, though? (laughs) Well, um, I remember going to... Ate food and cried. I did, um, but I felt sorry for myself. You bring up a great point. I'm very glad that you're uh, explaining my story. Um, I went to a therapist and cried a little bit and was like boohooing about my past, and she said... So, what do you like to do? Ah. I was like, that's none of your business. I like to complain about things I can't control. I like to eat in silence and cry. (laughs) Well, keep that up. Um, (laughs) She suggested, which I thought was kind of rude, why don't you invest in yourself by taking classes and finding interests outside of your husband that you could do on your own without him. And you said, I don't care to have any interests outside of my husband. I said, good day, sir. (laughs) (laughs) My husband is the only interest I care to have. I am a puppy sitting at the door waiting for him to come home. That's a terrible, terrible thing. No, but it makes me very sad. It was uh, a really rude epiphany to be like, invest in yourself yeah so she's sometimes like when you hear the truth it's very upsetting i wanted her to give me an award for the most put upon uh sad life yeah uh, in the world and and probably deep down you wanted an excuse to eat a lot of food i did and cry yeah uh, big kleenex wants me to cry <laughs> but she just said, what do you like to do? What have you in ever liked to do? And I said, well, I, I don't know. I like art and drawing. She's like, why don't you take a community college class? Yeah. What else? Well, I like yoga. Why don't you take a yoga class? Oh, okay. I, so don't just cry and be sad and yeah. be a victim. And, um, and guess what? Took an art class. It was great. Took another art class. Made friends. Uh, and now she yoga. hopes I never come home from work. No, but that <laughs> investing in other parts. Like I took a uh, an improv comedy class. Met people there. Like, oh, there is a world outside of the house. I am not going to make friends sitting in the house uh, not doing anything. This was before the interweb. Yeah. Um, but... Finding interests outside of Donald was one of the best choices I ever made in my life because <laughs> I got into photography, met my best friend. Finding like, interests outside of me is one of the best choices anyone can make, <laughs> truly. But putting all of that pressure, putting all of my eggs in the Donald basket was not healthy. It wasn't healthy for our relationship. It wasn't healthy for myself. I needed to invest in myself to bring back more into uh, into our relationship. Um, the same thing. If your best friend leaves town like investing in other relationships in 
in volunteering, in taking a class, in joining a book club. Uh, There are also meetups. We've talked about this before. There are so many ways to not just hang on to one happiness. Um, In your work life, I uh, worked with a woman at one point, had been with the company for so long, she named her cat the name of the company. Oh my God, that breaks my heart. Named her cat the name of the company. Um, After 24, 25 years of service, um, she unfortunately was uh, was part of the downsizing uh, of the uh, of, of the company. Still had a cat with the name of the company. Yeah, it was terrible. Like it was absolutely awful. But all of her happiness and joy was based on her work life, and she had no you know no fellowship outside of the company. She then went on to join her local church group and joined some other organizations and has gone on to other things, but. The idea that your job is all you have is dangerous because you can be replaced at any time. Uh, please don't name your cat. Yeah, I mean, look, we, we keep saying it in different ways, but putting your eggs in one basket, you know, with with weight loss is not the smart move. You know, having backup plans and having alternate ways or when confronted with adversity, coming up with a new plan rather than just giving up is really the bottom line here. Yeah, and even in uh, in investing, there are people who uh, you know say, "Oh, you should have invested in Amazon twenty years ago or whatever." With a four hundred one k, you have a diverse portfolio in which a company, uh, a mutual uh, company diversifies your assets into many different companies. So you fluctuate with the market, but it's not like if Amazon goes down or if, I don't know, um, what some 80s product that, uh, I don't know, swatches or something. <laughs> like, like, oh no, swatch stock is down. Like if you if all of your money is in swatch. Uh, Radio Shack. Radio Shack, there we yeah, go. Yeah, it took me a minute to think of something. Something from the 80s. Um, but being able to diversify your interests makes sure that you're not going to lose everything if one thing goes away. So in your work life, join a networking group. I know Don is a part uh, for his industry. He's in a couple of, uh, of community support groups. Uh, yeah, for feature film and television production coordinators, there are a couple of Google groups uh, where people can you know look for jobs and talk to each other about problems having and come up with solutions. In Los Angeles, in particular, there are networking groups for for women. Uh, There's Toastmasters, if you want to join an organization of other people working on themselves. Uh, Alumni groups for colleges. But joining local organizations for interest groups that you're in. Um, I know Donald uh, does not like LinkedIn for networking, but um, making sure that you're getting your name out there, that you're that other people know who you are is really important. I just Uh, don't like the number of emails that LinkedIn decide to send me all the time. Yeah. I, uh, I want to be able to miss somebody. I want to be like, what's up with LinkedIn right now? I don't know. Don't send me five emails a day. Um, but then going back to like investing in yourself, work on a side hustle. Like what do you do outside of your work or outside of your family that you're good at? Could you teach piano? Could you teach uh, crocheting? Could you babysit? Could you walk dogs? Finding a way to uh, to make some side hustle uh, money is a great idea. Learn an instrument. Do a continuing education class in your industry. Yeah, there chances are there is something you've always wanted to do that you've always wanted to dedicate some time to, to learn, to, to collect, to study, you know, something. Yeah. Um, volunteer for a cause that matters to you in your community. If you don't like it, you can stop. You know, it doesn't have to be a forever thing. But the more people that you know, uh, the more diverse your uh, your interests uh, the the easier landing you'll have. Um, and finally, make a list of what you can do, what you are good at. We underplay what we're good at sometimes. Like we forget because like yeah. I, I was very good at walking. I am uh, currently <laughs> not good at walking. No. But making a list, you know, doing the MacGyver thing of looking around you and seeing what you are good at. Well, you know what? I can speak two languages and I used to teach, uh, you know, uh, swim lessons or I used to coach uh, soccer teams. Um, regarding my my actual body, uh, like my left foot isn't good right now, but darn it if my right foot isn't. I've got good knees. I've got good elbows. I've got strong hands. I've got a strong core. And 
I started doing the Blogilates workouts like a month ago. If I hadn't already had that in place yeah. and I was injured yesterday, I would have felt much more sorry for myself because I'd be like, well, now what am I going to do? Like, I can't. Now we're going to end the podcast because I can't be fit anymore. It's like I'm in a growth mindset where I'm thinking, what can I do? You know what? If all I can do is a fa- like a thousand pushups now because I can't use my foot, then I'm going to get yoked and I'm going to do a thousand pushups. So being a champion of what you can do, what resources you do have, what family members you can support, what uh, you know, what local community college classes there are, building up that list to support you and start putting it in place now before you need it. Not when your kid leaves the house and then figuring out what you can do. Not when you lose your job and then figure out what you should do. Start investing now to to create that safety net for yourself. And we've talked about diversifying your food program too. And you know, if you if you are somebody who cooks all the time. Um, but then suddenly can't for lack of time or, or, you know, something comes up, like make sure you have a backup plan with some easy, you know, whether it's something you can just go grab that's pre-made at the grocery store, like already have it in mind or whether it's frozen meals, you know, that you can just quickly pop in a microwave, like have a backup plan, have some diversity in your food plan too, so that you're not just completely stuck with, oh, well, I guess I better order takeout. Well, and too, I know like my fitness pal was out last week and people were like, I just started my, you know, my weight loss adventure. And now my fitness pal is down. Uh, Screw my life. Like, I'm like, you know, there's like paper. You could just use paper and write stuff down. Like when we think that if my fitness pal is down or our gym is closed for the day and that, that means it's the end of days, like, like let's not dramatize things. We have other resources. And with me not being able to walk right now, like, I, uh, we've got some, some travel coming up soon, you know, groceries do delivery services. I can have groceries brought in. It's not optimal, but it can be done. Um, if I can't, uh, you know, do housework around the house, we could hire a, a day service of, uh, of like a, a cleaning company to come in and do some things like we have resources. We have, you know, we are smart people. Uh, we can get things done. And we have we built. We like to think we're smart people. Anyway. Yeah. But we have resources uh, outside of ourselves. And using those resources is really important. Um, so think about ways in your life that you might need an extra boost of support. What resources do you have? What have you been putting off for, oh, you know what, I'll figure that out in a couple of years. What small thing could you start researching or developing? What club could you join? What class could you take? Even if you don't start taking the class, just saying, you know what, I'm going to reach out to the community college. Oh, look, they've got, uh, you know, programs on how to use Excel. Yeah. That would be a good thing for me to learn how to do at some point. Diversify your weight loss and fitness plan now before you're forced to do it. Right. The big thing that I have learned since 2016 when I started this weight loss journey is that in the past, I was a victim of my life. I was a victim of limited resources, limited time, a job that asked too much of me, um, parenthood that took too much out of me, Dawn worked too much. Everything else was out of my control, and I was definitely a passenger in my life. And in 2016, when I started losing weight and started uh, listening to weight loss podcasts, I started learning about how I needed to advocate for myself. I joined a weight loss support group and I didn't even think I needed it. I kind of joined it on a whim. And I had no idea how much I needed support and how valuable it would be to me. I am uh, I identify as an obliger, which means I look for outward accountability um, to help keep me on track. But the biggest thing it did for me was it gave me a safe place to share candidly about the hard parts of my life, the shameful things that I felt, yeah. the challenges that I had with family, the challenges that I had at work, and the limiting mindset that I had about the role that I played 
played in my own life. And having a community of people to support me, not just on my weight loss, but on my overall mindset in life. I had no idea that I was an emotional eater until I joined, uh, you know, I started listening to podcasts and joined a weight loss support group and realized that other people went through it too. And that other people came out of it because they, too, were part of a support group. And and that, you know, that decision to join that group and the knowledge that you learned there and the experience of the other people, it changed both our lives. I mean, when I got the diabetes diagnosis, you know, I just thought everything was over. And you were already at a point where you were learning from uh, other people and you were able to, you know, rather than just sort of preach to me like... I may not have listened, you know, you were able to say, hey, I learned from this person or that person that perhaps you should, you know, try this. Why not just take a walk? Like, how about, you know, there is no finish line, like all of these things that that were picked up along the way, it changed both our lives. Well, and sitting in the house with my own limited experience wasn't helping me. I knew I needed voices other than my own helping me in my journey. And joining a weight loss support group changed my life. It it expanded my friendship circle, it expanded my scope, and it gave me a growth mindset. And it's not just about the weight, because so many parts of our lives, everything, our family, our fitness, our friendship, our femur, for some reason. All the Fs. <laughs> all of the Fs. Uh, many Fs given. All Foot of it. Basket. <laughs> you know, I regret ever having said that. I'm yeah, sorry, everybody. Yeah, I regret it too. When you shine the cold mirror light on it, <laughs> it is not a good thing. But if someone says, well, this isn't weight loss related, but everything is weight loss related because I used food as my comfort for so many years. And now I use the fellowship of others. I used everything else in my life as an excuse to eat food and to not exercise. And, you know, it got me to a diabetes diagnosis and, you know, a, a just a, an unmanageable, unsustainable weight. It did. So the, uh, we're, we're giving a, a subtle lean into the product of the week again. I'm not even going to say pow. I'm not even going to say it. <laughs> There's no reason to say it. No reason to say I'm pow. I'm keeping it. Nope. We're not going to say pow. But um, we, on uh, August 1st, started a weight loss accountability and support group called We Only Look Thin, WOLT, W-O-L-T. W-O-L-T stands for We Only Look Thin. Yeah, WOLT Place, uh, the place to be who you are today while working on the you that you want to be. Um, We've been doing uh, small, free uh, accountability groups uh, for the last 18 months. And now we've turned Walt Place into a permanent subscription-based accountability group for women. Um, and it is a place, and we've, like I said, we've been doing it for 18 months, and now officially it's becoming Walt Place. Um, it is a place to be honest, to be supported. It's not a weight loss plan. It's not a diet plan. But what it is, is a place to be supported in a small, intimate group away from the uh, the you know the other prying eyes on Facebook, uh, your friends or your coworkers yeah, or it's colleagues. Yeah, it's a private Facebook group where you can really be yourself. Yeah. Um, we do accountability check-ins. We do habit challenges. Um, we ask real questions about real life. And for all of those times, that you have those moments where you go, well, this isn't weight loss related, but there is someone there to answer your question, to support you, to say that they've been there too. Um, If I just relied on me for all of my own answers... It is very. It's a that's a limiting world. I we you know just the the, the four walls around yeah, me. Yeah, for sure. But, if I had just relied on what knowledge I had and what was in my head before starting down this, there is no chance I would have lost a hundred pounds. And part of the diversifying that we've been talking about this whole episode is having resources for other people. Like, hey you know, I can't eat this particular product right now, or I just found out that I'm allergic to this. Like there is somebody else out there who's gone through the same thing and will have some advice. Yeah. So Wolt Place is a small community of women supporting one another, um, giving ideas, tips, tricks, products of the week, uh, and just being other voices 
to to help you through your journey. I can't tell you how many times someone has had uh, a problem that doesn't seem like a weight loss issue and someone else has chimed in and said, you know what, I've had that issue and if you need additional resources, you know, send me a private message and I'll hook you up with a local counselor or a local service. Um, it's an amazing group of women and we would love for you to join if you're a woman. Uh, sorry, guys. <laughs> um, uh, guys pay twice the price. No, they don't. Uh, guys just don't participate. So uh, it's going to be women only. Yeah, but... like they do those ladies' nights where ladies get in free and yeah. then the guys, the guys pay triple. <laughs> yeah. Um, but join our uh, our support group if you go to weonlylookthin.com and click on the icon, uh, join our support group. You can find out more. Uh, we have a couple of different pricing levels for yeah, members. Just under the, the photos, the before and after photos of Catherine and I that are on the homepage, there's a link that says join our support group and there's more information about it along with pricing and where to sign up and all that good stuff. Yeah, and um, it is worth the investment, I promise you. Uh, We... You know, I could give you a million analogies about how many sticks of chewing gum you could buy a month for how much the group costs. Um, I don't like being sold things. Um, I avoid uh, perfume counters. I avoid direct eye contact with anyone trying to sell timeshare. Um, so I won't do that. But check out our site. Um, check out uh, the the description of the of the group and give it a try. Give it a try. It's uh, it's been so rewarding to create a safe space, a little cul-de-sac on the internet uh, for uh, for people to support one another. So we would love for you to join us. And that is the product of the week. Why are we talking like that? Because I want to say pow. Pow, everybody. You didn't think you were going to get a pow and you got a no, pow. No, you got a pow and we didn't even charge extra for it. Nope. So, uh, so thank you for listening to... Uh, this powerful episode of We Only Look Oh, through. I see what you did see there. See what I did yeah, there. Everybody sees. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate each and every one of you. Um, you can subscribe to us wherever you found this podcast. Um, and uh, we're on Stitcher and Spotify and all that good stuff. And um, you can uh, listen to us at our website at weonlylookthin.com. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at we only look thin uh and if you would do us a favor and please uh if you got something out of this please tell somebody that you know who might like this uh might like our content our brand of shenanigans um to give us a listen we would really appreciate it and uh, if you have a minute to uh, rate and review us on apple Podcasts, that also helps us out quite a bit should we start reading some of the reviews that we get i'm not i'm not actually going to do it right now but should we start doing that i always love like sure. it's like a romper room situation like if i uh, my name has come up on another podcast like, my name. It's was it romper room they did that on or zoom romper room they had the romper domper stomper do tell me tell me tell me who and then they had like the little wand oh. and she would look through and be like i see tabitha and christina and oh, they okay. never said Catherine. i was i'm still mad about it 40 yeah. years later which is weird because that's a pretty common name yeah they said like kathleen i'm not a kathleen yeah. sorry kathleen kathleen if you're listening what's up how you doing <laughs> join the whole place so uh so again thank you so much for for listening today yeah, we really appreciate it. And uh, whether you're uh, about to jump into this weight loss adventure with both feet ah! or, or just one foot <laughs> or, or no feet or whether you're just going to use your foot basket, <laughs> just remember that Catherine abort, and I abort. are an, an inspiration, inspiration The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.